Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, I talk about really whatever I want, but I am also periodically interrupted by my producer, Hermes Golka, who is currently barking at noise in the hallway. Thank you for the contribution, Hermes. Anyway, so before we get into this listener episode, I wanted to apologize for the lack of notice about there being no episode last week. Um, I was traveling with my family and the week got away from me and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a week off. So that's why there was no episode. I was traveling with family and that's just why. And I kind of feel like I should be more comfortable with doing that because I don't want to give you guys just bad episodes if I have nothing to really talk about. And again, I'm trying to stick away a little bit from the NFTs types of crypto stuff because it's just, I can't make every single episode about that because I don't want to. Um, So yeah, that's why there was no episode last week. I was struggling to find stories and I was traveling with family, so I wasn't going to force myself. Okay. The only other update I have for you guys is I've made it to round two of the contest. Yay. Um, the shenanigan is deepening. They have added a final extra group uh, for late applicants and people are not happy. Um, they have decided that there's still going to be 20 people on the show. The way that my understanding of the show works is that if I win my round, my contest with my group, I will be on the show. I am still in first place. I have not budged. I have barely promoted it at all. The link is still in the description box of the previous podcast episodes and then also in my descriptions of my videos, but I am not actively promoting it because it looks like the votes just rolled over. So it's not like I'm starting from scratch again. And if you have voted for your free vote already, you cannot free vote a second time, which I don't like because they're trying to force you guys to pay money. And uh, I can't publicly talk about this other than things like this because I doubt they're looking at all of my social media, but I don't like that they have not disclosed the percentage of what is going to the Jed Foundation. Um, If all of the money was going to the Jed Foundation the way that they originally advertised, I would have no problem promoting the paid voting option. But since they have not disclosed that, I have to operate under the assumption that the money or at least a portion of the money is going to funding the show. And that's why they are drawing this out to raise more money for the show and hoping that we raise more money for the show. And that's why I am not promoting that option. I know some people have voted uh, with paid votes and I have some friends and family who are like, I want to see you on TV. So they've gone ahead and done like 10 bucks here and there. Um, but I'm not promoting that option because I'm, I just don't feel comfortable when we don't know how much of it is going to the Jed Foundation. Eventually, I will be reaching out to the Jed Foundation directly to ask what percentage they are and to make sure they are, in fact, an actual partner with this contest and that they're not just being used for name alone. But it looks like they are following the account. So I think it's legit at this point. But I can't cause too many waves at this point. Otherwise, they're just going to boot me on principle, you know, and it, I, I want to get to the bottom of things. And so I need to play the game a little bit. So, um, Um, I'm fairly certain that I'm still in the running to be on the show, but yeah, people are getting pissed off that they added a whole second group to add an extra person to the show when they could have just added an additional person from the groups that are already available. And it's just, but they wouldn't do that because they want more money. So that's where we're at. Please don't pay for a vote. I won't ask you to do that. Um, If you have not voted for free yet, go right ahead. There's a chance I'm going to be on a reality TV show, but more likely I will be making a video slash an episode of this podcast talking about what an entire shenanigan scam this contest was, which my dad was really worried about. He was like, Amanda, I think this is a scam. I was like, dad, you hope this is a scam. You hope this is fake because that's the goal. That's what you want me to be able to talk about. Who cares if I go on reality TV? 
like, I mean, eventually I would like to for content, but like the show, if it's fake, that's what you hope because then there's a lawsuit involved. There's shit we can do, you know, like there's stuff we can do. But anyway, that's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is listener shenanigans and we have quite a lot to get through. So as always, you can send them voice memos into um, the Anchor page. If you would like to go to the Anchor screen for the podcast, the Swell Shenanigans podcast, and hit the little message button and you can record 59 seconds of a story. Right now, uh, I am allowing multiple parts because the email versions are longer. However, I do think that it's easier moving forward if we kind of get used to just doing one part stories on audio messages. And then if you do have a longer story, you type it up in an email. I just think that'd be better. Here are some voice memos. And then also, again, if you'd like to send uh, email versions, you send them to podcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's get started. So this story happened when I was in high school. And one of our teachers, she was a great woman, a great teacher. She had two kids that went to the school. And so one night her son went on Twitter and typed out his little tweets and posted pictures that some girls had sent him, you know, in their underwear. And I found this very disrespectful. And I took some time and I looked through his Instagram and his Twitter. And I found a photo he had posted of his like ADHD medication prescription. Stupid decision because it had his address on it. And so I could find his address. So I found his house number. So I called the house number star 67 and his dad picked up and I was like, Hey, have you seen your son's Twitter? And he was like, no, why? I said, well, maybe you should. And I hung up and the next day the mom called out of work, but he got in trouble. So justified. Okay. I don't know what state you're in. I am in California. Things like this happened in my school. Um, there was Uh, I believe it was the lacrosse team that was uh, passing around photos of uh, one girl in particular because one of these girls, I'm not saying anyone's names, uh, one of these girls had, uh, was friends with one of the guys and uh, like to the point that they were hanging out at each other's house. I don't think they were dating. I do think it was just a friend thing, but he was an asshole and he uh, set up his phone and filmed her changing basically in her room and then sent the screenshots around or something like that. Everyone got in trouble, obviously, because that's unlawful surveillance for one, because it was videotaped, but then also what he's doing that you're describing, that is revenge porn, at least in the state of California. If these women sent them photos and then shared them. And then also if they're in high school, that's child pornography. This is the thing that people don't get. When you are a minor, if you are a girl taking photos, you are engaging in child pornography. You are uh, creating it if you take those photos of yourself. Whether you are taking them or not, you are uh, producing child pornography. And I can't stress that enough. You need to protect yourself, not just from shitheads that will not respect your privacy, will share these around. You can believe it's empowering all you want to take photos of yourself. That's one thing. But when you share them with someone, you are not just putting your safety in danger. You are putting your future in danger because if someone gets a hold of this, that is child pornography. And and you can be charged with that, whether you took the photos or not, whether or not you were 17, about to turn 18, it does not matter. They can charge you, at least here in the state of California. I'm not familiar with other states' mandates on this. And then they are also uh, can be charged with being in possession of that, whether they are 18 or under, you know, like it doesn't matter how old you both are, whether you're both minors or not, that's still uh, child porn. And so you need to be aware of that and you need to protect yourself for that. I'm not trying to shame you, not slut shaming, none of that. 
I'm genuinely asking you to be smart and to protect yourself and prevent yourself from having this affect your record for the rest of your life because you could end up on a sex offender's registry for this stuff. And so you need to be aware of these things so you can protect yourself. And yeah, and then what he did is a crime. One, it's child porn if they're in high school, but then also that's revenge porn as well. So uh, it's not just disrespectful, it's a crime. <laughs> um, it's not a fun, quirky shenanigan. Guess what I did to get back at these women? You sent me their photos. No, you're an idiot if you do that. You're one a piece of shit, but you're an idiot. So yeah, no, don't send me any uh, stories about like, <laughs> guess how I got back at my slut ex. I don't give a shit. You're an idiot, okay? If you post someone's private photos, if you are a someone who goes on OnlyFans and then screenshots and posts that, you're an idiot because I know a bunch of those women, at least my friends who do OnlyFans, they put watermarks for various platforms and things like that. So they have ways of tracking down which one of you did it. You know, they have ways of doing that to find out which one of you, and they will sue you one for copyright infringement because that's behind a paywall. Uh, so they they may not be able to get you on revenge porn because it was a published thing, but they can get you on copyright infringement and stealing their photos and artworks like the way the paparazzi still sue celebrities all the time for that. At the very least, you're an idiot and you, you you prove you get no bitches that way, for one. Uh, it's maidenless behavior, if you will. Anyway, moving forward. Yeah, I think if he's a minor and he's doing that, I, I get why you sent the story in because I, I get uh, one. Also posting private information of him posting his own medication. That's also really stupid on his part. This guy is clearly not smart. I think you did the right thing at the very least because the parents were... I'm assuming make him take those tweets down. So I, I think you did the right thing. But yeah, no, what he did is a criminal act um, and a crime. So yeah. All right. Amanda Hardman sent in a lot. Okay. I, I You sent in a, okay, part two. There's several here. Traffic cone cosplay. Are these all the same, Amanda? Amanda was previously a guest on this show. Uh, she talked about the Birds on Real movement in Canada. Okay. We've got four messages from you here. That's, I, I adore you, but that's too much. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's the other Amanda, the birds are real person, and today I'm submitting a shenanigan that is not bird-related, which, honestly, I am shocked. Um, so back in October, a group that I'm a part of with the school um, ended up going on a bar crawl, and so there's probably like 50 of us, and the theme was safety and construction type stuff, so there's a lot of high vids, you know, maybe some work boots, some safety glasses, and instead of going with like what would have been easy enough, like, you know, like a, a vest, I went as a traffic cone. I, I know it sounds weird to say, but I cosplayed as a traffic cone. I bought a collapsible 12-inch cone, and I strapped it to a hat. I had high-vis. I had fingerless work gloves. I had the whole shebang. Um, no one talked to me the entire night. We went to multiple bars. We ended up stopping at a club for the last uh, stop, and they avoided me like the plague. But it was absolutely hilarious. I actually just got home from that exact same club, and I was feeling quite nostalgic for the fit. But it was it was amazing. It was a good time. Anyways, I hope you're doing well. And there you go. Okay, I think that it just let me check. I think it just resent me three of your stories of the same one. Hey, it's the other Amanda. The birds are real person. Yeah, I think it's the same one. Okay, so then there's only two parts. That's fine. I don't know why it sent me it four times. Okay, I tried to go one, one minute, and technically I did. The root of the story kept to one minute, but there's a few little additions I didn't get to put in my last recording that I really had the shenanigan. So um, starting it off strong, when we walked into the club, um, there was like 50 of us walk in, all in high-vis, 
in construction outfits. Like they were so confused because it was dead. So the people who were there, they came up to me because of course I'm wearing a cone on my head. You know, I'm the person going to ask, and they're like, "What? Why? Why are you guys here?" And I tried to explain it. Oh, you know, we're on a bar crawl, um, and you know, this is the theme. So lost so completely they left alone they left afterwards which i don't blame them um but then i ended up making a tiktok when i got home about my experience of wearing a cone hat all night and you know having to collapse it every time i walked through a door because i couldn't fit um and it ended up going partially viral so i mean that's not really a bragging right it's kind of i guess it's kind of sad but i mean hey it it happened that's kind of cool sort of so, okay, you went on a bar crawl. See, the things with, like, when you do, like, a themed bar crawl like that, again, I don't drink, okay, but, like, I am someone who would probably go in, like, a group like this for funsies, especially if you guys are, like, we're dressing up. I'd be, like, this is my night. Um, so, I mean, I think you just need to accept that, like, you're not going to be the cool one if you come in a cone. I mean, that's just how we – but you're going to have the most fun, I think. You just got to kind of go into that mindset. And then even then, I think if you just commit to the bit, I think eventually people will talk to you because they're like, what are you doing? Why are you dressed like a cone? You know? So I think that's fun. I think if it's a shenanigan if it's fun for you. I think that's also a, a stipulation of the shenanigans. Eventually, I will have a list of qualifications for shenanigans that are just very vague qualifications. I'll stick them right up on the wall. It's like what it takes to be in a shenanigan. And it'll just be right up on the wall up there. <laughs> so I think that's a fun shenanigan. That's not harmful. You guys dressed up and women have fun. And as long as you weren't dicks to anyone at the workers there while dressed up as safety and all of that, I think you guys are fine. <laughs> so I'm going to read some of our emailed listener stories. Let's see. And keep in mind, if you guys want me to not share your name, put that in the first line of your email. That just makes it better. Um, because sometimes people slip it at the end and then we have to cut it out. So just uh, let me know right off the bat if you'd like me to say it anonymous or not saying your name at all. But yes, this is from Angela. I work at a library. The most common comment I get when people find out I work at one is, wow, that sounds very relaxing. And I am here to burst that bubble. It is indeed not relaxing. The amount of bullshit that goes down at the library is staggering. I have some shenanigans that have happened listed for you to read. You can read some of them or all of them or none of them. I don't care. There's three here. So I'm going to read these because why not? Let me see if I can zoom. That's the problem with Gmail is the text is always so small and I am blind. Anyway, one. So at the library I work at, there is a drive-up window for express holds, people with mobile disabilities, and everyone else who wants to drop off their books or pick up books. There is a little drop-off shoot there as well, and it is where we get the majority of our drop-offs. When one of our coworkers was there before we opened, I came into him asking if I wanted chicken. Confused, I said no. Before I could ask him why he asked, he showed me a still in its wrapping raw chicken breast that someone had dropped in the chute. We assumed by accident. Later that day, the same patron came up and asked for the chicken breast back, but we'd already tossed it since what else were we going to do with it? Yeah, that makes sense. If you don't have a fridge, it's not smart. Plus, it's you don't know what someone did with it. I would throw it out as well. Two. We have an item called a book club bags. It's exactly as it sounds. It has about 10 of the same book, a little question sheet for discussions, and it comes in a bag. That's so smart. I love that. That's so cool. Wait, nice and simple. Sometimes we get items of various different qualities back. Mysterious smells and stains are normal for a library worker. So naturally, I am used to weirdness and odd smells by this point in my six-year career as a circulation worker. That did not prepare me for the hot box little stink bomb that was this book club bag. I was naive. I was careless. I even had my mask on. 
And as soon as I opened the bag to check the books, I was immediately assaulted by a strong marijuana stench. Granted, it's legal in my state. I don't care what you do. But as a warning, all smoke gets trapped in paper and it is very difficult to get out. Yeah. Side note, a stoned book club sounds like it would be so fun. <laughs> I know that's not the point, but that does sound like it'd be very fun. But the book club bags, I do like that. But it's like, so they're rental book club bags. That's cool. I do like the idea of just being able to be like a one-time purchase for a book club. Um, and then everyone, no one has to worry about getting all the same books. You don't worry about getting old editions. If you do an older book, that's fun. I like that a lot, but the rental thing, that's smart too. Three, I'm very friendly with kids, especially since I'm a former education worker. So usually I strike up conversations about Pokemon, Ninja Turtles, nice. And anything else they seem to be into to help make checking books out a little less boring. One boy was talking to me and saying I looked familiar, like from a movie. Thinking nothing of it, I nodded along. I have been told on many occasions I look like Sally Hawkins and Eddie Redmayne. Okay. So I assumed this is what he meant. After I finished checking out his items, I pushed them over to him, which he looked me dead in the eye and said, call me before walking away. His mother looked at me wide-eyed and mortified. I cannot tell you how weird it feels that one of the smoothest encounters I've ever experienced at my desk was done by a seven-year-old. I hope that kid is doing good and going far. So this seven-year-old really was like, I know you from somewhere. Where do I know you? Was he doing that? Now I'm picturing, like, I know you from somewhere. Where where do I know you from? Are you from Miss Walker's seventh grade class? Is that where I know you from? You know, like, is that what this kid was doing? I know he's seven, and I said seventh grade, but still. Like, is that what this kid was doing? That's funny. With his mom standing right there. Fun fact, my little brother used to do that, um, specifically at my track and field meets when I would do uh, cross-country meets and things like that. Um, I uh, am awkward and clumsy, um, and I have dislocated both of my knees once each when I was doing cross country and track and field. This kid, I my knee dislocated while I was running one of the races, like the start of the races. I was so out of shape, you guys. I didn't do, I really didn't do any physical exercise for 14 years of my life, and then I started running three miles a day. I had like no muscle in my knees. They hurt like a motherfucker sometimes, but at the time, there was just like when we did one of our first meets was uh, we had to run through sand. And I don't know what I did, but my knee like popped. I like fell and I was able to put it back into place, but I had to finish the race. It, it was not fun. Okay. But, um, I got to the finish line late, but I did it. And I just immediately like fell down and collapsed and was like hobbling. And, uh, my dad was there with my brother and we, they got me over to the medical booth where the, uh, the EMTs were like checking out my leg and I'm wailing in pain. My leg hurts so bad. It's like swollen. I'm so uncomfortable. And my brother is just hitting on this EMT. And keep in mind, I'm like a freshman in high school at this time. This kid is like 12 and he's just like, hi, I'm Grant. I'm, I'm the brother. This is cool what you do. So you're like, so you're like a nurse? No, you're an EMT. Okay, cool. This kid is 12. He did not maintain this game. This kid cannot talk to girls to save his life. But I always thought that was funny. There's just some there's just some kids like that. I don't know. They have game from the start and then they lose it over time. That kid probably cannot talk to girls now. It's kind of funny. But thank you for sending that in. And it's fine if you do like uh, levels like that because then I can talk about one or the other. So this one right here, um, they have asked that I keep their name anonymous, but they said they like the podcast and my videos. So that's nice. Um, and they love the concept of my podcast of shenanigans and scams, which is very nice. They also said I could give them a name. So miss, your name is Lego now. And I, that's been decreed. Okay. So Lego writes, when I first started dating my current boyfriend, I would sneak him over into my house at night. That doesn't sound super exciting, except for the fact that my parents sleep late and inconsistently. My house is very old and cranky. 
And I have no prior experience sneaking in or out of my house. The first time I hit him up, I was scared shitless, but also, but still managed to muster up the courage to send him a what you do in text, LOL. I have no idea what I was thinking. I just really wanted to spend time with him that night. I also had no plan on how I was going to sneak him in my house and was also scared because our front door is unbearably loud and quite literally rattles all the windows when opened. So he drives over, is parked outside my house, and I text him saying, when I open the door, please just run into my room. My door's open and I left the light dimmed. Mind you, he's never been over before and doesn't know where anything is. Oh God, once I open our loud ass front door, he makes his way over to me and I try to close the door as softly as I can. We're now walking down the hallway. He's in front of me and he quickly walks into the hallway bathroom where the door was left open. I stopped thinking he misunderstood what I said and was about to say, what are you doing? When I suddenly see my mom standing in front of me, girl, I nearly screamed and for sure thought I got caught. I tried very hard to play it cool and said, oh, you scared me to which my mom replied that she had a headache and needed some Advil. She asked why I opened the door too. And I said, oh, I forgot my phone charger in the car. As I followed her into the kitchen to get water, my boyfriend made his way to my room with no problem. It was a successful night. You would think after this incident, I would have stopped sneaking him over, but I didn't. My boyfriend came over five more times. And yes, all five times we were nearly caught. I have so many more little stories and I would love to share them. He doesn't sneak over anymore, by the way. Okay. So there's no ages listed. So for the sake of this video, we're going to act like you're both 18. Okay. But yeah, as far as sneaking in, that's smart that he, it's smart that he saw and then ducked in immediately. Cause if he was behind you, he probably wouldn't have noticed. Oh God. Yeah. Loud ass creaking. I, I never snuck anyone in because I didn't date in high school or I didn't date really while I was living with my parents whatsoever. I did sneak out several times, not while I was living with my dad. My mom was dating this guy for the longest time to the point that we all lived together um, in his house at one point. And I had the best setup of all time at that place. It really was great. He had above his garage, a apartment set up in the attic in this one section. And it was my room. It was so great. I had my own bathroom. I had my own sink. I had my own mini fridge. I had my own fire exit that I could leave out of if there was a fire. Because obviously I'm above the garage. I need an escape. I had my own closet space. I had, it was great. I could fit so much up there. My cat, we had cats at the time. My cats were living with me in that room. It was really much like a, uh, an apartment living space. It's great. If you watch any of my really old videos, uh, I'm standing in front of a brown door. I'm in that room. It's great. But what I also liked about it is my room was kind of separated from the rest of the house. And so though things echoed, like when they were fighting in the other room on the other side of the house, it carried through the attic into my room. So that was fun. But I could always tell when someone was coming or going because the way you got up to my room was through these rickety steps. And so no one could ever really sneak up on me. Like my, uh, my brother or uh, his son could never like come in and be like, what are you doing? And my parents who I no longer speak to couldn't come in and be like, what are you doing cocaine? Like they couldn't do that even though I was never doing cocaine, but you know, abuse, fun things. Anyway, um, what I would do though, is I would sometimes if I couldn't sleep, cause I was dealing with a lot of insomnia and nightmares and things like that at this time, um, I would go downstairs and I could just go out the side door of the garage. So I would be on the complete opposite side of where everyone else was sleeping. And so no one would hear me going and I would just go and borrow one of my, one of the guys skateboards. And I would just go skateboarding in what we called the foothill tunnels, which were basically like the sewer system of our town. And they were uh, huge. None of them were well lit. You had to bring a light with you all the time. And um, one time I went, down. And this is so not in the vein of the story. I'm telling you about how I would skateboard and I thought I was going to get abducted by a cult. Um, so I went down one of the tunnels one time and I went down, it was like a newer tunnel that I was like, Oh, I'll go explore down this one with my light. I just saw all of this graffiti on the walls. That was like really like satanic is the only way I can put it. Like I was like, this is not safe. And it wasn't like, like, Oh, 
I'm going to cover all, like there was no tags, like graffiti was all over these things, but there was no tags of graffiti tags. Like someone's like calling card. There was no gang stuff. None of that. It was just all like symbols. And there was like pentagrams and weird carvings and shit like that. And I was just like, nope, I don't like this. I'm not a fan. So um, that kind of marked the end of me skateboarding in those tunnels. I was also getting older. And so I was like, yeah, eventually someone's going to pull over or a cop's going to be like, oh, why is there a light coming out of the tunnel? You know? And so I was, I stopped doing that at some point. Um, and we moved out of there at some point, not long after. But yeah, that's my sneaking out story. Um, I've never actually snuck anyone in before though. Never done that. I have plenty of friends that did it though. One friend in particular, her parents caught her because their house was very small. And so the fact that she was able to sneak people, guys into our room as much as she did was surprising to me. But her parents got a ring doorbell for the front that would alert to any motion. And so she figured out, she literally had one day when we came over and we were hanging out, she was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And we did a whole afternoon of finding the blind spots of the camera of like she would go into her parents' office and watch the cameras and then we would have to try and find ways in so she could continue sneaking people in. So I did, I guess I helped people sneak in. I never snuck anyone in though, but yeah. Okay, so this is from Marco. Marco wrote, hello, Amanda. First off, Tanacon 2. Okay, I, I'm assuming talking about the uh, contest that I'm interested, I'm entered in. I have a few shenanigans from when I worked at my old job. I returned there in 2019, and after I realized that nothing had changed since the first time I worked there, I decided to stop caring, and I would just do things to entertain myself. This was one of those things. In the lead-up to a co-worker's birthday, I told her that I would write her a poem, literally the night before I put together her birthday present. Never in my life have I half-assed and tried so hard at the same time to put this present together. You know what? That's There's this thing about slacking, and you're like, oh, this is the slacker option. I'm going to do this. But then also you, because something, something in your brain sometimes overrides the slacking option. So you're also trying very hard in this thing you're doing to slack off. It's very odd. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know how to explain it other than that, where you like something in your brain is like, oh yes, I am doing the slackers option, but I need to make this perfect. And I think it's just called being insane. That's at least what I give my, that's what I tell myself. The day before, we had just missed each other as she left right as I was starting my shift. I saw a bag with two items and I asked her sister, what is this? She said that birthday girl bought it and had forgotten to take it with her. I'm sure you know where this is going. The next day comes and I make sure to see her before she left. I gave her the following in a gift bag. Some chocolates, which I gift everyone when I don't know what to give them. Nice. I always do candles. A birthday card with a dirty poem written entirely in Spanish. It's even funnier if you know where it's from, but it would take too long to explain. Finally, I gave her the two boxes of tea that she had purchased and forgotten the day before. I then jokingly told her that if she didn't like the flavors, I could swap them out for her. I couldn't keep it together as I told her that. It may not be much of a shenanigan, but it's hilarious to me at the time. If interested, I can have more from my time working at the store, Tanacon too. <laughs> Marco, that's kind of fun. I I have also done the gift regifting of things that people have left. It happens more often to me, um, specifically from the parent that I don't really talk to. Every year on my birthday, they try to like make an effort. And by making an effort, I mean they usually forget until the day before. And then they have to scrounge together a gift. Last year in particular, they gifted me a bunch of old broken jewelry of theirs and um, a journal that they had previously given me in 2009 that I know they gave me in 2009 because they had torn out pages that I had written in it. Um, that they had probably taken from my room at some point. And then for me to know that it was also now a new gift, they had dated the new note that they had wrote inside it with 2021. So I knew that it was a new gift. 
it's not funny, but it also is funny. Um, so yeah, I get, I, I get regifted gifts more often than I regift gifts, but that's funny in the moment. Cause it's like, yeah, no, here you go. I don't get the dirty, the dirty poem thing. I would write her a poem. And it also seems like you based it off of something else. So, I mean, I kind of get that. I just think it may not be explained very well here. Okay, you signed it, so I'm gonna treat this as your name, Jacob. Sorry, the story is a little long, and as a fellow dyslexic, please bear with me, I got you. So I've been working at a radio station for about six months, and this is the second time a bat has gotten into our office since I've been working there. See, we've always, we always had birds in my coffee shop, like they would fly in because we had a patio area that people would just leave open sometimes, um, but we've never had a bat. It's five o'clock, and we were all starting to pack up to leave. And as my manager is heading out of the office, someone says, Watch out, there's a bat in the hallway. So the five of us left work, all pop our heads out of our offices to look. My manager decides to slowly approach it while taking it, talking to it like it's a baby. The bat then takes off from the ground and starts flying at my manager. One person slams their door in her face. So my manager runs to me with the fear of God in her eyes and screaming with her hands up. I let her in my office and shut my door. She immediately goes to my office window, still screaming in a panic to watch the bat fly down the hallway. The bat lands in another office and someone puts a trash can over the bat. We call animal control and a few people stay to wait for animal control to get there and I go home for the night. The next morning I at work, I find out that when animal control got in the office and they picked up the trash can, there was no bat to be found. They think it got up in the vents so there was nothing they could do. That same morning, I had another coworker come to ask me, do you hate your job? Because she thought she had added my number to a group chat last night, but accidentally added some random person and they decided to pretend to be me. In the group thread, fake me said, yeah, sorry, I think I brought that bat in. My house is infested with them and I hate my job. So since my coworker is such a nice person, she felt the need to check in and in on me in the morning and see what was wrong with my job but I just sat there looking at her so confused because I had no idea what she was talking about. And when she told me, told our other coworkers in the group chat, they both thought it was hilarious. Thank you for letting me share my, my most re-shenanigan shenanigan. Keep up all the great work. Jacob, thank you for sending that in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so two shenanigans. One, the bat pulled off the shenanigan of the century because they were able to swindle their way out of a trash can in a vent. That's funny. Yeah, did they put it? I mean, how did they get under the trash can? Unless it was never actually in the trash can? Or did someone check the trash can and just think, oh, it must have been under? I don't know. Disappearing bat. Was there ever really a bat? That's the question. Um, as far as the person pretending to be you, I've had that happen before with my dad. When I was in middle school, uh, I had a new phone that I'd gotten because for some reason I had to switch phones a lot in middle school, uh, probably because of the divorce. But um, I had my new phone. I was very excited by this phone. It was very cool. It was like a slide up and had a keyboard. I thought it was the coolest person ever because I could text like a real human being. This is before iPhones were around, but they weren't as common at the time. They were still kind of becoming newer and I was actively saving money to buy my own iPhone at the time. But I was in sixth grade when this happened. And, um, someone during PE stole the phone from my locker. Okay. And I had just gotten it earlier that week. I had like a full meltdown because my parent had made it very clear. Like you are so forgetful. You'll lose this phone, all this stuff. Someone stole my phone from my locker and I was totally having a breakdown over it. And, um, my dad apparently had started texting me about a trip that, uh, not a trip. We, um, my brother was in baseball, like little league at the time. And, um, I loved so much. I loved working the concession stands at the uh, baseball park. I loved doing it because we'd always get treats. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I just liked it. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and my dad was like, Hey, I picked us up a shift to go work it together. It's gonna be fun. And the person who stole my phone started 
talking with my dad as if they were me. Like, and they, they weren't shy about it. They were like, yeah, no, I stole this phone. Fuck that bitch. Like to, about me, to my friends who were like, Hey, fuck you. This girl is crying over her phone. It wasn't like, Oh my God, I don't have a phone. How am I going to text people? It wasn't like that. Like I literally had just gotten this phone and it was such a big deal that I had just been given this phone by my parents. And I was genuinely terrified of how they would react to me losing it. So like within like literally five days of getting it, I was terrified. And so I was like totally having a breakdown and my friends were like trying to defend me to this person who stole my phone. The girl who did steal, I do think it was a girl because the person that they accused of stealing, they were like, my name is so-and-so and like framed this other girl at my school of like, like they took my phone. It was this whole thing. And I know for a fact she didn't. I never got the phone back. We never found the phone, but we did shut it down. And then um, that makes me think that it's not the same thing of like a wrong number, like someone actively stole my phone, but the, the pretending to be you is where I'm feeling my shenanigan cuts in. I do feel like an asshole sometimes when I do these shenanigan listener episodes and I weigh in with my own story. Cause it's like, wow, that's cool. But what about me? <laughs> So this is from Dan. Hey, Amanda, I have a long shenanigan here, or maybe it's an am I the asshole story. You can let me know. This takes place over the span of three or so years, so a lot of details are removed, but let's get started. Okay, so we have an am I the asshole. If you guys ever want to send these in too, you guys know I'm opinionated as hell. So if you ever want to send in an am I the asshole story, I will absolutely weigh in. So fresh out of high school, I was living with a friend. Long story short, I met a girl. We started dating, and before too long, she was practically living with us. This is where the shenanigan begins. I was working a third shift at the time and often had to leave to work before the roommate or girlfriend had gone to bed, but I would often be home before anyone woke up. One day I was struggling to find my phone after getting out of the shower and grabbed my girlfriend's phone off the nightstand to send myself a message. This was back in the day before the day of full keyboard slider phones, so my instinct was just to go to the first saved text in the inbox. To my surprise, I couldn't find a single text from me, but a dozen or so texts back and forth from my roommate. Things like, hey, you still up? Or can't stop thinking about last night and such. Needless to say, I freak out a bit, wake her up, make her gather her things and go back home to her parents' house. I do the whole meet up with the roommate's girlfriend and let her know what has been going on at my place after hours and yada yada. I end up moving out of the place within a few weeks as it was a month to month lease. So kind of a shenanigan already, but it gets juicier. Fast forward a few months. I moved into a new apartment with the roommate's ex-girlfriend of all people. Don't worry. We didn't do what you think we would have done. Rather, we had that good old-fashioned opposite gender, wingman and wingwoman dynamic. Weird how things worked out. So fast forward another year and a different friend, friend two, casually mentions that he has been talking to my ex over MySpace and wanted to know if I would care if he pursued a hookup. I told him 100% go for it. Maybe it will wake up the old roommate from her siren song and he can come back to the circle of friends. Ultimately, it worked. He spent a few nights with her and brought forth the proof of the, to the old roommate that she was being unfaithful to him as well. Unfortunately, friend two ended up falling prey to her song and we lost him for a few months before he found out she was cheating on him too. Fast forward to present, old roommate is back in the circle of friends. For most part, friend two is now one of my best friends and we all can cheers to surviving the succubus's curse. So I guess TLDR, am I the asshole for telling my friend he should try to get with my ex-girlfriend so we can get our high school buddy back? Oh, also on your last podcast, you mentioned doing your own TanCon. If you do, you got to call it Swan Entertainment Expo with the acronym can be SEX, just saying. Okay, so are you the asshole? I don't know the full story because like you said, you cut things out. But when you see text messages, I mean, my first thought is you sit the person down and talk with them. You don't just force them out. I mean, I, I get the ones you gave the, hey, are you still up? That's weird, but it's not. I can't stop thinking about last night. 
that's a red flag. But I do think you at least owe her the opportunity to talk with her. You know, like I think that you could talk with her. I still think you should at least give her the opportunity to talk about it. Give her maybe, hell, maybe she would have just lied. But I mean, at least versus just like kicking her out in the middle of the morning. Um, and then did you talk with the friend? Because it doesn't seem like you talked with your roommate. It just seems like you like left and let it go. So I mean, in that regards, I do think you're the asshole because I mean, it could have literally could have been a misunderstanding. It doesn't sound like it was, but you could have talked to both of them, maybe not together, but individually. It does sound like maybe they started dating um, for years. Also, if I was the buddy, I would be pissed that you encouraged my girlfriend to, you encouraged someone to hit on my girlfriend to encourage her to cheat on me. So in a roundabout way, I get why you did it, but I also do think you were kind of the asshole. Sorry, uh, because it's just, I don't know. Again, you're giving me half information here. So some of these things are a little like he's talking with the roommate's friend. So I'm assuming they started dating and that's where I'm supposed to accept that. Um, it's not really clear. You told the roommate's girlfriend that he was cheating on her. It does seem like that's the case because it does seem like they started dating of all things. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there should have been some type of conversation with both parties involved and all of that. And then also you could have given the boyfriend a chance to tell his girlfriend what the truth was. But it, I do respect that you told her versus just being like, oh, fuck her. Like she's on her own. Like I do respect that. So in a roundabout way, I get why you did it. But in certain senses, you're not an asshole. I take that back. I don't think you're the asshole. Um, she shouldn't have been cheating on you if she was cheating on you. Um, and she then shouldn't cheat on your friend and then the other friend. Um, but to call her a succubus because your friends wanted to smash, I think is stupid. So you're an asshole in that regards because just because you, because your friends were dignitized or pussymatized, whatever, um, and wanted to get laid, that doesn't make her a succubus because they were having sex with her or dating her or whatever, you know? So it means your friends are pussy whipped. That's really it. I mean, mainly it's the way you phrase this. I don't think it makes you look great, my guy. But Dan, thank you for sending in your shenanigans. <laughs> you're Anna, you're am I the asshole? Then I got a bunch of emails uh, for scams. So we're not going to look at those. Uh, Jacob, I was listening to some older episodes of the podcast and I realized I had a classic bird shenanigan to talk about. For those of you that are unaware, a bunch of my listeners, my guests that come on, I have them share a shenanigan and a bunch of them were bird related, like a lot of them. So that's what he's referring to. This was probably sometime like eight years ago. I was on vacation in Arizona visiting my grandparents. We went to some zoo that had this cute little safari train you could go on that would take you on a tour of these exhibits around the tracks. This train had a system where each part of the tour area was cut off by a gate that the zookeeper would have to open with a button on the train in order to bring you to the next area. It just so happened that my grandpa and I were the only ones on the train that day, so we thought we were super lucky. But not long after we started, the zookeeper who was giving us a tour noticed that some of the animals were acting up. He figured that one of the animals for another part of the tour must have gotten past their gate and was stirring up trouble. That pretty much right after we finished, he finished his sentence, I turned to see a giant male ostrich about a foot away from my face. It started trying to move in on me, but then the zookeeper got out a rake to fend it off and told us that because all of this crazy shit was going down, that the ostrich probably felt threatened and was trying to guard its eggs or something. I spent the next like 10 minutes cowering every time I saw an ostrich for the rest of the tour, which was a lot more times than you would think. And while my grandpa was making jokes about how this was like Jurassic Park, thanks to that experience, I now have a slight fear of ostriches. And now my fight or flight kicks in the instant I see one. Thank you, Jacob, for sharing. Um, yeah, ostriches are fucking scary as shit. Was it an ostrich or an emu that attacked my dad? 
I think it was an emu. I'm more familiar with emus. My dad used to have his own home improvement company where he would sell awnings for people's houses, like their outside patios and things like that. I like making references to the sunsetter awnings because it makes your uh, porch like 10 degrees cooler, whatever the fuck that uh, tagline used to be. It was like that, but not that. But he would go to a bunch of people's, he would have to go to a bunch of people's houses and go to a bunch of people's yards and backyards because of that to get leads and uh, see if anyone wanted home improvements and get quotes and measurements and things like that. Um, so he saw a lot of shit in people's backyards because people are wild in Orange County. And he would drive literally all over and spend weeks doing this. So he has some insane stories. But one time he was in someone's backyard and it was like, oh, that's like, God, I, I bet you he remembers the name of this bird, but I don't remember. But it was an emu or an ostrich. I think it was an emu. That sounds right. Emu sounds right. But he, we used to, sorry, audio listeners, if you hear this, but he was like, Amanda, I walked into this backyard and this thing started coming at me. <laughs> Audio listeners get wrecked. Anyway, and like imitated this bird coming at him. And he had to basically run around in circles because the owner of the house and the owner of these emus didn't help him at all. It was just like, yeah, just keep moving. Just zigzag. They can't come at you if you zigzag. Like like just giving directions as he's looking through fabric samples on the porch while my dad is being chased around the backyard by an emu. <laughs> That's one of the fun stories. There was this other one that, I mean, maybe one day I'll have him come on and share some of his shenanigans, but this is the one that my friends and I used to always adore where he went on this back guy's backyard and there was like what looked like a gun on the coffee table in this backyard. And my dad was like freaked out understandably because he's like alone with this dude in his house with a gun and the guy's like oh no that's a pellet gun like it's not like a real gun it's for shooting the beetles and I'm, I'm trying not to do the accent because there was an accent involved but um it's for shooting the beetles because there's all these black beetles like the big black uh they're not stink beetles but they're just big beetles that fly around i think they're blind so they bump into people a lot because they're just kind of idiots i've had several land on me growing up um one girl i know it landed on her nose and she lost her mind um freaked her out but they're just loud they're not they're harmless but they're loud and they're big so um they freak you out because it's just like it, the sound sounds ominous and threatening but um, apparently they dealt with a lot of them. So they had this pellet gun to shoot the things. And this guy was like, you should see my nephew, Muhammad. Um, he has the best aim out of anyone. He can shoot one from 10 yards away or whatever. Like it was like this, I'm explaining it terribly, but my dad has a lot of like little stories about weird shit he finds in people's back. He would find in people's backyards when that was his job. So that's all for the email stories right now. But here's one more audio message. This is silly bands war part one and part two. So I did a video on the defunct cults of silly bands because that's fun for me. I'm assuming this has to do with that. Hello, I'm Zeke. I submitted stuff before. Uh, my silly bands era was wild because we didn't just do like, oh, let's sell them, let's trade. No, it was, yo, divide yourselves into gangs and cliques. It's time for war. <laughs> like, like, I remember it was like by shape, by color. You had to make the bracelet. To kind of match the pattern they was going for for that specific group and alleged gang, and then and then you would have to either use your like silly bands like a, a slingshot for your folded paper to hit people with, like walk by slash drive by in the hallways with the rival groups going to the bathroom, or I would go into someone's class like oh I'm doing my work I go give them these this notebook whatever boom 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 hey how you doing Miss Also whatever, whatever, act all cool. As I'm leaving my back from the door, door wide open, in the back of my neck, they yell out, I'm already gone. Like, life was different. Okay, that's part one. I won't weigh in. Zeke, already, your storytelling is amazing. Okay, part two, because I talk too much. Um, So, 
it got so serious dealing with this caliber of individuals <laughs> that like you have to run if you didn't have any means of retaliation. I'm not about to mess with so-and-so over here because they allegedly would staple their paper and then unfold the bins of the staples and hit people hard enough to where it would puncture their skin. I wasn't messing with bro. When I saw him after me, I our stairs went six steps, turned a corner, six more. I jumped the first six, tumbled down into the corner, smashed my shoulder into the wall, tumbled down the other six. My teachers was like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And then it got it, it was over after that. Because I wasn't the first person to do that shit. It was like <laughs> it was a gang of, of of people doing it. It was over. They canceled everything. Everything was banned. That's it. Oh my God. Yeah. So for those of you that are unaware, I did my video on the defunct cult of silly bands, but I talked about how, like, how did they get banned from your school? Because that was part of the reason that silly bands did not last as long as they could have when we were in middle school in like 2010, 2011 years, because every school banned them for one reason or another. One kid in particular at my school, um, they, a bunch of the guys didn't like him and they would always zip him with the bands. And so he was, I think he was the first person or the only person when he complained about silly bands. And so that's what got them banned because they were seen as tools for bullying, which that kid was getting bullied. That's what was happening. I asked for people to share their stories of how they got banned at your school. And yeah, I mean, my my school did not, maybe my school, my school was super, God, how do I describe my school? Because like, I would like to say my school was super mellow, but it wasn't. We had some fucked up shit happen at my middle school. I was too busy being bullied to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> for being an awkward girl. But yeah, no, we didn't, we definitely didn't have like gangs forming over silly bands, but that's why, side note, Zeke, I know you've written in before, you've sent in stories before, you have a great storytelling mindset, that's just, uh, it's like you're telling us insane things, but it's so fun. So I mean, that's great storytelling there. The zinging of paper, I know of that one, I know of using them like slingshots, but yeah, the staples, that's next level. That's like desktop weapons. What were those books where it was like trap, where it would show you how to make like, little mini weapons and cannons and things out of like pens and pencils and paper clips. That's what that sounds like. That's some hardcore shit. My God. I'm glad you survived the silly bands war of your middle school. My goodness. <laughs> or high school. I don't know how old you are, but that's crazy. Anyways, that's it for all of our shenanigans for today for the listener shenanigans. As always, you can send in your own to the anchor uh, website if you would like to send them in for audio messages or you can send them to podcast at gmail.com and I will pick them out of my scam emails that I get from various people trying to get me to buy Norton security and give them my credit card information. If you'd like this episode, feel free to follow, rate, and subscribe for new shenanigans. If you ever have just a shenanigan that you would like me to talk about that's not like your personal shenanigan but you're like, hi, can you do research on this and do an episode on this? Feel free to email me that as well. We have the well shenanigans instagram account that i'm working on making more of a thing and new episodes every single wednesday so rate and subscribe and that's going to be it thank you all so much for listening and or watching if you would like to watch us on youtube that'll be linked down below and that's going to be it have a lovely day goodbye